So I have a urinal story. Good. But I figure yeah. I'm going to put it in the end to to rope in the listeners because it's now a staple of two or three. So I'm like, if you want to, if you want to hear the this, this month's urinal story, stick around till the end. Oh, I call forward. I like it. I'll go with a story to start with, though, because uh, oh, no. I accidentally took my family to a strip club. How how is the question that you might ask, and yes. I I will try and answer that. The thing is, you ju- you just teased this story while um, we were recording the video, yeah. and I already forgot that. I, w- I was startled all over again just now. <laughs> that was legit. <laughs> so, um, me, me and my family um, went to Disneyland in Florida, uh, and, and that's now so, with this start. You're kind of already implying that this is strip strip club. In Disneyland, uh, you've got my attention, <laughs> Mickey on the pole. <laughs> yes. No, so this was um, right. So the family I'm referring to was it was my dad, um, uh, my sister, my sister's girlfriend, my sister's son, uh, and my girlfriend. So, and I would say if you're taking a nine-year-old and a sixty-five-year-old on holiday, they're problematic, but it's fine because it's in the same way. So they walk slow. That's annoying. Um, they get tired early. That's annoying. And every time you walk past the toilet, it has to be used. <laughs> by, by both of them, every time. So that, that was great. But what actually happened was, it was on the last day, and I, I, I was on the way to the airport, I was planning a place that we should go for some, you know, food. And I, I my my plan was to go to an Italian restaurant, because I quite fancy some pasta, and I oh, thought, like... Good choice. Yeah, my nephew's a bit of a fussy eater, but he he will eat pizza. <laughs> he w- it's one <laughs> of the few things. A nine-year-old who will begrudgingly eat pizza. Pretty much, and that is pretty much all he'll eat. It's <laughs> it's real pain. But I thought that that's you know that's a good thing to do. Turns out in America, I'm generalizing, but that was certainly my experience. Italian restaurants don't do pizza. They are like pasta-only situations and other Italian things, not pizza. It seems like an oversight. I would say... But maybe, maybe at that point, pizza is considered American. A pizzeria, yeah. It's a, if they have a separate thing for that, maybe. Anyway, so I panic and just... I, I looked up Sports Bar, because I know they do all the food, and it's fine. Uh, found a place recommended, uh, pretty highly rated. Twin Peaks, it's called. Whatever, it's fine. TV show, whatever. Okay, never seen it, but it's fine. And we drove there, and it it turned out to be one of those. I don't know about I don't know how every country in the world works, but in England we have bars, and we have strip clubs. We don't have this thing in the middle <laughs> that America has a strip bar, a strip bar, where you know the thing I mean, right? Like Hooters. True. That sort like that, that's what this was. But with more nakedness, I presume. Pretty naked. Like, not fully naked, but, like, bits are out. Almost. <laughs> All over the place. So it was like, come in, family. <laughs> the doors open. And not only the doors. <laughs> and we all sort of walk in. And everyone sort of turns around at us. And there's someone dancing on the bar. And I <laughs> I look round. And I just looked at... <laughs> Turned round, and I don't know. I think at the time I was panicking of like, do we just do this anyway? <laughs> We're here now. And We've I, committed to the cause. Yeah. And sort of, my my eyes met my my sister's eyes, and she just shook her head. <laughs> and I was like, okay, family hotchball, let's turn around and go somewhere, go somewhere else. So yeah, that's the. the so, my... so your nephew, is he scarred? Did he even parse? I think he happened? enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's when I looked. I realized Twin Peaks. I looked at the logo of the place. Oh, God. And, oh, oh, yeah. You were in the Disneyland, everything is innocent mindset. Yeah, I thought it might have just been about mountains. (laughs) So, yeah, incredibly embarrassed, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's an experience. It's an experience. It's an experience. (laughs) Should we talk about the web? Um, Yes, I will give you, before we start, a 30-second fun fact. Maybe not even 30 seconds. I learned yesterday. Maybe not even fun. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it's not fun, but have you heard Scrow Talks? <laughs> I mean, I haven't, but I... It is Botox for, for the scrotum. scrotum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was amazing. And now we can move on. 
is actually a quality portmanteau. Um, I'm just one like the procedure. So because you inject Botox, right? Like it's not a pill or anything. Like as a as a growing up as a kid, I I remember my being at my friend's house and my friend asked his dad, "What what do you call the bit between your bottom and your balls?" And he said, "Scrotux." <laughs> Which I, I think is a very similarly a similar quality portmanteau. It's, there. Yeah, it's very uh, close, actually. Yeah. Mm. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. I just thought that, <laughs> that's what we, was a good as an educational part of this podcast for once. Well, thank you for bringing that to the episode. That was very good. <laughs> I look forward to the next server lesson. Go on. What do you want to? You, oh, you, you must, want me to talk about the web? Well, I feel like I've wrapped it on quite a bit, and you just popped in a little. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't bit, even um, have a proper web story. So oh, I, I, I didn't have to do be much web. You know why? Tell me why. I'm a manager now. You're a manager now, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, it's weird. I'm a boss man. Boss man. Yeah. So how's that? How's that going? I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I can give useful advice to anyone. I've been doing it for a week. Oh, then that's good. No, you you should have your think piece out on. <laughs> Here's how you should manage people by summer. Yeah, yeah, you should have a big like, oh. five-page article on LinkedIn about managing. That should all be there. Oh, yeah, I should update yeah. my LinkedIn. I'm a manager now. <laughs> that should just be, that's what and, you should say Surma I'm a manager now get some endorsements from some people <laughs> that, who I have never managed yep that's, that's um, the way I mean this has been in the making as in like I knew this was happening for a good while now mm-hmm. so I, I actually spent my vacation reading books about how to be a manager which Amazing. makes you feel like a massive loser you know in Spain you had the pool you read a book You've got about your... management in tech <laughs> 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 It was quite valuable, though. Like, yeah? I, yeah. The thing is, I all the jobs I've had so far were in... I mean, I've worked in tech since uni, basically. I have my own company. I work in a Berlin startup. But my own company being a startup itself and then working in a startup, these companies are small startups, like three, four, f- maybe five people. Mm. There is no hierarchy. There is no management structure. And so when I then joined Google, that was my first job at a company. And so they told me, here's your manager. I was like, okay. I did not for one second think about what I should expect from a manager, what their job is. I just thought, he's responsible for me now. Mm. And that's pretty much it. And now that now that I'm becoming that person, I was like, what does it even mean? I The, yeah. way, the way I would define a, a good manager is someone who you don't really notice how much they do until they go away for a bit. Yeah. And then you realize... I mean, that's the, the classic thing that we always have. Like, first and foremost, a manager is a shit umbrella. Yes. Like like a terrible umbrella. Yeah. Something, no, you mean a, an umbrella for... For, for, for shit that flies yeah. at the team and you just block it off from the reports because they don't need to deal with the higher-ups having a tantrum. So not many people know this, but um, Sir Philip Hawksworth was my boss. He was your boss? He was, was my he? boss. Philip, Philip from off of the new... Fish and Scripts podcast. Yeah, who I since today hate because yeah. I had a topic and they talked about that topic on their podcast today. Oh. And now I look like the copycat and I hate it. Oh, so are you still going to talk about it? Yeah. Good. Excellent. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you've said that now to prove that it it's not copied. <laughs> Very cunning. <laughs> I like it. Um, but he, so, um, yeah, I was just sort of left to do the work. Uh, he went on holiday for a week, two weeks. I can't remember which. And during that time, I ended up doing Silverlight work. And I don't know how it happened. I was talked into it somehow. I think I'm quite weak. And <laughs> and this is totally something I would not have had to do if Phil was there. Like he yeah. would have went, he would have like, he would have knocked that before. Before it even reached you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like if some sometimes the, the higher up managers and directors have, have a quick idea and think, oh, we should do this. Yeah. And then another thing of, especially new people at a company, is that they're super excitable for everything and will say yes to everything. Oh, yeah, I did that. I, I, in my first year, year and a half, maybe even two years, did all the travel, had input on all the projects, completely overloaded myself. Um, And so if you don't have, like, a little bit of buffer in between higher-ups having ideas and very excitable new people in the company, like, energy gets wasted. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, I am I still don't know how much the people that I manage now, which 
I think the only person who has publicly acknowledged that I'm managing them is Adam Argyle, our designer. Right. I don't yeah. want to out the other ones without their consent. <laughs> That's because that enough. might be, you oh, know. A plus management there. Well done. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not sure how much shit umbrellaing I need to do, honestly. I feel like our team is fairly, the larger team is fairly functional. Yeah. But um, let's see. I Yeah, so, but basically, I have not, the second it started, I'm now like doing manager training because I need to be informed about what are the legal requirements. How oh, do you're I... going to do the color training at some point. That's there's a there's a weird training where you learn that there's essentially only three types of people. Oh no 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 no! That esoteric stuff is that actually yeah that happens here. Oh. It's awful. It's I hate it. I hate it. And I've actually well, I, I that's a very green thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I I hate it at a fundamental level of. Uh, of pretending people fall into those categories, but maybe they do. I had a really interesting discussion with it with um, uh, Alice Boxall and uh, Paul Kinlan, and I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe need to reassess how I feel about it. But I just I hate it as an idea that there are a, a sub. Yeah, there's only a couple. Is it of like kinds the of people. business version of horoscopes? I think it's biz horoscope. Hmm. Yeah, I need to. I, 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 I actually, I've only heard it being talked about and haven't actually looked into it. I don't know that I'm supposed to be I, taught about this. I think it's maybe I, I will. I don't think it's quite biz horoscope. I actually now I think about it. I think it's more that like because I, I did one of these uh it was before you joined they actually got us to do the the worst bit of it, right? Was literally they decided you know you took a questionnaire and they decided what color of person you were. Mm-hmm. And they gave us stickers to where to indicate that this and the person who was presenting it someone from an external company said and the important thing is you need to make sure you don't feel labeled by this and it's like <laughs> you are literally asking me to stick it on, on <laughs> you are literally asking me to label myself like this is i got so angry i got so so angry um and, and but feeling filling in this questionnaire um like it asked me a question it's like do you feel you're an introvert i'm like yeah probably and like, do you like to know the overall picture before you get started? Is it? Yeah, that's me. And then afterwards, it says, "Here's your type of personality. You're an introvert, and you'd like to know the whole project before you get started." It's like it's black magic, absolute. It, it's it's the same as like that d- day one JavaScript thing where you you create an input that says enter your name here. You press a button, and then it says hello, and then whatever you entered, right? It, that was the quality <laughs> of the questionnaire. It's like, get it started somewhere. I yeah, I know. Sorry. No, I'm, I mean, I'm getting really angry now because I hate I, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna keep an open mind to whatever train. So currently, I've only signed up for two larger scale training courses. Very One good. of them is called Managing Within the Law, which is apparently very important, and yeah. you get told twenty four seven that you are being sued. So I'm looking forward oh, yeah, to that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, to be honest. I don't have much more to talk about on this topic because I'm not going to pretend that I'm a good manager. I'm actually, honestly, I'm starting this with the assumption that I'm going to suck. I'm going to be a bad manager. I've never done it. And now I have three people who rely on me. Well, you've got no experience in it, right? You've got experience being managed. Yeah, Um, and that's it. That's saying, I've seen films before. I can make one. (laughs) (laughs) How hard can it be? Yeah, so that's why I've been trying to read up on it, and it's already been very enlightening, but I'm still guessing, you know, there's being book smart, and then there's having actual experience. But I think going into it with that mindset is is great, right? You're, you're acknowledging that you've got stuff to learn. And yeah. I, I, it'll be interesting in future podcasts to kind of pick up, because it's a, it's an, a facet that we don't cover on this yeah. podcast, because neither of us did it. And now you do. So Yeah, so in half a year we can check in and I can tell you about how I gave none of my reports any bonuses. Because <laughs> I'm not that's... a manager anymore due to <laughs> some internal issues that we can't talk about. <laughs> Actually, I don't work for Google anymore. <laughs> we'll still do the podcast. It's fine. Yeah, I'll, fine. Yeah. It's fine. We'll get you into the building. Um, okay, I'll do a longer topic. I'll do a longer topic. That's something that's been I've been thinking about for a while. Back in 2014. Well, have you been thinking about this since 2014, by any chance? And slightly longer, yeah, because I wrote a blog post about it in 2014, so there was a little bit of thinking time. Just um, two years, because t- the years of streams. Oh, shut up. <laughs> For anyone listening, I wrote a blog post called The Year of Streams, which was 2016, and I still don't think we hit the year of streams yet. <laughs> Not quite. We've, some streaming stuff happens now, it's just not as much as I thought. Anyway... I wrote this post that says, uh, don't use Flexbox for page layout. 
And uh, yeah, it's a very, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Like a rules, link, not tools. <laughs> uh, it's very rules, not tools. It's link bait, link baity title. Um, link baity, click baity. <laughs> it's the correct word, isn't it? Oh, link baity, click baity. Yeah, yeah. You're you're correct. I'm wrong. <laughs> but in this in this post, I I was really upset that the stuff around Grid at the time had stalled, or it seemed like it had stalled. Browsers weren't yeah because excited. Grid was in the making in 2014 already, wasn't it? It was in oh some form of it was in IE 11. Right, the old um, that was the yeah I guess the first iteration of the spec or something. Yeah, that was before my time. I don't know, but I know that there was a Grid in spec, and that syntax is different from what we have now. Yeah, and it was all vendor prefixed off, but. I was worried that browser vendors were kind of going, eh, you got Flexbox now, you don't need Grid. Oh, you know, we're not that Totally bothered. the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, and it was basically because developers were really happy about Flexbox. Um, so I wanted to pour scorn upon <laughs> all of that. Um, and my problem with the whole thing was Flexbox is, its layout is based on the size of the elements within it. Isn't so, every layout based on the No. Well, apart from Grid. Apart from Grid. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the... For the viewers, Jake looks really smug right now. <laughs> no, but if... Okay. Um, the difference with Flexbox is if you've got one element in the Flexbox uh, and then you add another element, the first element pr will probably change size. Yeah. And that's not true for a lot of stuff. Like, if you have an element that is 50% width and you add another one, it's not often going to change the size of the first one. Um, and what you're referring to is that if an HTML file is loaded, this kind of having a layout and appending an element happens all the time. Yes. And yeah, so it can happen in a progressive render, but it can also happen like when your JavaScript adds stuff. True. Uh, as well. And and this is what I was seeing happening with, with Flexbox, um, especially on sort of longer content documents. Like, you would have the central content load in, and then the sidebar would pop in. And because it was Flexbox done, the, the content would change width. A nice layout instability. Layout instability, which is a real bugbear of mine. There's a great video online of, um, and I, I don't, I think it should be more popular, but it's not, it, it's only had a few views. It's uh, a guy is demonstrating what it's like to read his local newspaper's website. And I think it's 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 a newspaper in Hull, I believe, like the Hull Mail, probably not that, but whatever. And he's demonstrating it by, he has the newspaper version mm. there, and he's reading it, and his friend at the other side of the table is intervening in the way websites do. <laughs> and so he's reading the article, and his friend will just like throw leaflets at him <laughs> and grab and move the newspaper up and down, turn it round, change the page. And it, for me, it was such a beautiful visualization of like really common bad yeah. behavior on the web. Um, and that's just, yeah, it, it becomes worse because I feel like sometimes you know, if a page loads and while it's loading, it's jiggling around a bit, it's kind of acceptable. But then, you know, ads and stuff come in, which load super late. Super stuff late, that loads yeah. in really late and then it rejects the page. That's where it gets awful. Absolutely. And and we've got a few things that cause this. Like what, the, the Flexbox Grid one, this one, like with Grid, it's actually quite easy to also make a layout which is dependent on the content size, on the size of, because mm -hmm. you can say, you know, this cell of the grid is sized to the min max con content yeah. or min content or, yeah, um, something related to the size of the content. But you can also, and I think what you should do for, for page layout is do it in a static way to say, yeah. um, you know, you, you would want to avoid implicit cells as well. You want to say, you know, this is a three by eight grid or whatever, and here's yeah. where the things go. I mean, having one dimension implicit is fine, I think, because then appending is doesn't rejig the rest, unless you have min content and max content. Yes. But. Yeah, it, it, I mean, the way to test it is to just make a DevTools profile that loads in stuff super slowly yeah. and then just watch it load and see if things move around. I mean, that's the that's the tool, not, well, the, not cool, the rule. Cool feature if you could say like, okay, load this page, but append one element, at it, like oh, chunk the streaming at individual elements so you can actually say, okay, and emit the next node. And, and, if, and if you had a timeline as well where yeah. you could like drag back and forward, we could build that. Send the message to yeah. Paul Lewis. Yeah, put that, <laughs> put that in DevTools. Yeah. Um, the other things that lead to layout instability, ads is one, images 
or another because they take up like no size and then it loads the header of the image oh, and images. Yeah. Like. And there's been a have you seen the the solution for that? The aspect ratio thing. So yes. And I don't know if you're talking about the same thing. So they've talked about aspect ratio and CSS, right? Yes. But now they've talked about just having, if you put the width and height attributes right, on the Right, the retrofit, image, where they then use the attribute thing to define the aspect ratio in the user agent style sheet. But that isn't how implementations have gone. Oh. Like the, if you, the way it's been put into the HTML spec is it's something else. Okay. Which I think is a bit of a shame. So it means browsers are going to ship this fix for images, but they're not going to ship the aspect ratio CSS property. Oh, that's sad because one thing that I actually haven't checked if it's been updated, but the attribute function that CSS has, mm. where you can use the value of an attribute of an element in CSS. A calculation. Yeah, in calc or wherever else, actually is super badly supported. You can, oh, interesting. You can use it for data attributes in content, like for pseudo elements, but yes. that's it. I, I used, don't think you can use yeah. it anywhere else. I used it recently. I I, I use CSS counters for the first time. <gasps> oh, right. Counters Sorry. work as well. That's true. Yeah, it works with counters. Um, yeah. and and But if we had the aspect ratio thing, it would be so much easier to solve like, the ads case, like to, to reserve yeah. that space. Um, uh, unless you you don't serve ads to certain territories. That's that's a really difficult problem for like the, um, the BBC. Yeah. I know. It's like they... Cause if you look at the BBC from outside, you get ads, but you don't in the UK because you paid for it. So that would be bad. Oh. Um, it was through the license fee. So deciding to reserve space, I think what they've talked about for, is like maybe we'll just put adverts for our own stuff in there. Maybe that's okay. And empty space just looks stupid, doesn't it? Yeah, empty space looks stupid, and then moving layout around also stupid. So yeah, yeah there you go. Um, and the last part of layout instability I want to talk about is font loading, which we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. In the last show. Did we? In the last show? Yeah, we talked about um, font display optional. Oh, yeah, the old Mariko. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. has a little bit of a... Whereas I think the, the intention... The block swap and drop. The block swap and drop. Exactly. And uh, actually, Tab Atkins is looking at that, and we're looking at fixing that in Chrome, which is really nice mm. for font display optional. But... Um, I know on the Chrome Dev Summit website, we have a bit of layout instability on load, and it's down to the font. But this font is not display optional. Maybe I could have made it display optional, but it made me realize, it's like, if that font is in the cache, we should just block rendering entirely until it come, until we render. Because yeah. then we'd avoid that little bit where it, it lays out invisible text. With, Which has different dimensions to the actual font. because that's exactly the layout instability that we're yeah. seeing. Um, so yeah, to do for me, I'll go and file a Chrome bug because uh, talking to Tab Atkins, he reckons that we can just fix this in Chrome without it being a spec thing. We can just put a thing to say, you know, to Im- improve the experience. If the font is cached, um, then we'll block rend- any further rendering until we can get it out of the cache, yeah. which oh, yeah, is what we sense. yeah, and it's what we do for installed fonts. I'm, I'm just thinking now the 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 infamous invisible font. Hmm. How big is it? Oh, what the one we're using on the Dev Summit website? No, the invisible font, the one that is used to render invisible text. Like, oh, how, interesting. How big is the font file? Well, they they use the fallback font, but make it invisible. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a dedicated infant invisible. So you could you can try and find a a font that has similar like you know dimensions, or you can do the thing where you um, use the font loading API to apply a class name. So you would change the line height depending on the font loading status. So you can oh. try and tweak the I mean, the Monica stuff. did a tool where you can overlay the fallback font with your web font and try to adjust, like, skew and stretch the fallback font to be as close to the rhythm of the actual web font so yep. that the layout um, instability when you actually switch fonts is as minimal as possible. Yes, and I should use that for the Dev Summit website. Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes because I did a PR to that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Look at you. I made drag and drop the font work. Did she accept yeah. it? She did, yeah. yeah. Was it recently or when she just published it? Um, it was last year, I think. Oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. fine. I know. It was okay. I thought I could shame Monica for maintaining her projects. <laughs> I I uh, it's r- interesting how fonts like continue to be a problem to do right. There's no good option. Because they're big, so you can't just inline them or load them, but also you want to use them because 
everybody's tired of Ariel. Yeah. Oh, I wish there was a way of like, I don't know, streaming fonts somehow. I know I think streaming is a solution to every problem. To be fair, like if you think about the whole reordering fonts that the letters you need come first or something, I could see that having a decent effect. Yeah. And yeah, if you could get that loading, it could start applying it and it it would know at some point, oh, I've got all of the characters required for this bit. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know enough about the WAF2 format to know if it... Actually, it's not. it would be nothing to do with the WAF2 format, really, would it? It's part of the... Because that's just a compression layer. It's kind of like how the character data within that... I didn't even they, know that. Like I, Oh, yeah. Like, turning WAF back into a font is really easy. <laughs> like, it was just... It's all WAF was, uh, is, is a gzipped font with a couple of things different, so you can't just unzip it. Oh, yeah, interesting. It's like a legal thing. As WAF 2 is a bit more specific because it's got more font compression specific stuff in there. Huh. Um, but I think the tables are very similar to like OpenType and all of that stuff. So I just recently got annoyed at fonts because I was giving a talk at ViewSource and I gave them my slide deck and the fonts oh. and they forgot to install the fonts. And at that point I was like, why doesn't Keynote just bundle the fonts into the keynote file. Legal reasons, all legal reasons. I bet you it's legal reasons. It's probably legal reasons. Which I don't don't know how Flash used to get around that. I think because Flash would only bundle the glyphs it needed for what you did. Yeah. Um, Unless, because if you had like a text box that the user could enter text into, don't know why I'm explaining a text box to you. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's very happening. Um, You would have to say, Oh, and include all the characters they yeah. said and one to three. Like, I mean, could, that. can't Keynote vectorize text? So if I vectorized all my things... Oh, interesting. Then... That might work. Yeah. I'll look into that. That might be easier for Fusion of like telling them to install 18,000 fonts. You would hope that would be part of the exporting thing. But again, you maybe... You would, wouldn't you? But by providing the font outlines, maybe that's dodgy legal ground. Well, when I did my tech check anyway, all my fonts were in Arial yeah. and it looked bad. That's surprising <laughs> You fixed it though. Yeah. How did I, you, I, how did your talk go? I went good. Ah. I uh, so I talked about surprise WebAssembly. Oh, excellent. Um, I wrote a compiler for brain f- to web, to WebAssembly. You're giving me lots of bleeping to do in this yep. edit. <laughs> because you said you would edit this one. And I did, so, didn't I? Oh. Um, and so yeah, as you say, like you you can't really say that name on stage. When I guess you can because it's I'm not swearing adults, at yeah. or about, but I can I wanted to keep it family friendly. Fair and enough. So I decided to to say bring on stage. Oh, I like that. Which worked really well. Bring. Um, yeah. I messed up once. Oh no. I, I I I didn't say bring, but the other thing. The other thing. Yeah, and then I apologized. I, was, I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. I, it's all right. It's just a slip. Like, as, as you say, I, I, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it depends on how old the audience are expected to be. No, kids no, be there, like if then. if there's a chance that someone is offended by it, I I didn't need that word to be spelled out to make my point. Absolutely, so, that's fair. That's right? fair. Um, yeah. Also, I finally met Jeremy Keith at Gsource. Ah, just meet me yeah. with Ah Surma, who I know from within my ear holes. Oh, he admitted yes, to so. being a two or three listener. So, hi, Jeremy. Uh, hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> He's sorry, stopped listening. He got offended by the time you said brain fuck. <laughs> switched right off. Nope. <laughs> He's now on the naughty list. I <laughs> know uh, it was a good conference, though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the videos coming out for that, actually. So we can. I hope they, they hurry up with that. Oh, yeah. Maybe by the time this comes out, the videos are out and we can just link to my talk. Yep. Yep, we can add it later. It's fine. We'll tweet about it. Don't worry. People will see it. Oh, I will tweet about it. You know it. (laughs) Gotta get those clicks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the joys of being DevRel. So how's how's building the CDS website going? Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that. I've been building a real website. So we've talked about this, and we've gone through various phases of enjoying it and not enjoying it. Like, some of the data entry stuff has been a long time since I had to do that. Like, Literally, it's like copy pasting from a doc and turning it into like little markdown documents. Yeah, it's been a long time yeah. since I had to do that. That was painful. Um, but it did remind me that I really enjoy making designs work. Like really? turning, design. yeah. Because I, I mean, I know you were uh, we were talking and yeah, and I think you got really fed up with yeah with it, the project because to me, 
I don't get that much satisfaction out of seeing what I built. Mm. I get satisfaction of the act of building, and there wasn't a good challenge in there. I look at the designs like, oh, that's the flex, and that's it, and then we stuck it together like this and thing. And right. so that, that was just like mundane, get it done work. Maybe you got all the trash jobs then, because I because I learned a lot about CSS Grid on on the project. Like the the schedule, especially, has it, it really um, improved my knowledge of Grid because there was a lot yeah. of stuff I had to learn in order to make that work. Um, and then there was like um, on the venue page, which we we just released, like doing stuff with CSS counters and columns and inside yeah. Grid. I, well, I have like I did it. The project so far did increase my imp- my appreciation for Grid with respect to responsive layouts. Mm. Because all you do is you add a media query to change the number of columns or add a row or just add an assignment, change the assignment to a cell, and suddenly your entire layout is responsive, which is so much easier than actually rejigging everything. I have got to the stage now where, and because there's a few things I did with Flexbox, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, a few things I did with Flexbox, and then I went back and changed it for Grid, and it worked better, and it worked more like I expected. I felt like I understood it more. And I feel like I've got to a stage now where I will, by default, do it with Grid. Mm. And I will only use Flexbox if I literally cannot do it with Grid. Interesting. Which I, I think would be things like, if you need the things to wrap, uh, which you can sort of do with Grid. With which implicit, I didn't realize. Yeah, implicit lines, rows um, and stuff. But but when you do that, the wrapped things, like the, the first thing on the second... Uh, row, row, yeah, yeah. we'll have the same width as the first thing on the first row because it's a grid. It's a grid. <laughs> it's like in the name. It's interesting yes. because I think there was um, that was one of the misconceptions, I guess, which was like, oh, grid is here now. Flexbox is already obsolete, and pretty much mm. every grid advocate was like, no, 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 no. Flexbox is still legit because it's better at one-dimensional layouts than grid is. And grid I is no, for one-dimensional, I'll still use. It grid. depends, I think, because oh, the, yeah, yeah. so one one thing where I think flex is vastly easier and more intuitive to use if if you don't know how many elements are going inside. Yeah. Which that, way, if you think about your blog or something and you have a list of things or like like a gallery where you don't know how many elements are going to be in there, it can sometimes be easier with Flex to handle these things than with Grid. So sometimes yes, sometimes no. So with, um, yeah, I agree with Flexbox. If you're wanting a one-dimensional layout that wraps, that is, that is Flexbox. Grid can't do that. But with the um, the schedule um, that we did for the CDS website, I was able to say like create as many columns mm-hmm. as you can that are between this size and is that the ha- repeat auto fit? Yeah, repeat auto fit, which I'd never used before, and that was really handy for because our schedule has a time zone switcher, so nice. sometimes a two day can become three days. Yeah, and so it was really nice to kind of to be able to say you know. The third day, um, or even the second day, can can wrap. So just to explain it, repeat basically is a function that you can use in your template columns or template rows to say, repeat this column specifier n times. So if you say repeat five 30 pixels, you will get five columns, columns of 30 pixels. Yes. With autofit, whatever you have will be repeated as many times as it fits into the container. Yes. It gets a bit weird to actually have an intuition for, I think, when you say something like repeat, autofit, and then a min-max. And that is what I ended up using. Oh, really? Yeah, I used... Um, I I can't remember what I put in them. Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I said... No, yeah, because I wanted to say, like... Um, oh, maybe I didn't. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I It does stretch the columns, but I think that might be a property of... Because there's autofill and autofit, and I can't remember which is which. Oh yeah. So know, one yeah. one will add as many columns as fit as fit, and the other one will do that and then also stretch them and fill it. So it might. It. it sounds a bit like auto fit will not fill. I I do you know what I could explain both of them with the, the other way around. You could say then you're one, just wrong. one is you, you you fill the remaining space with items of that size. And then you fit them to the remaining space, <laughs> or do you fit as many columns in there as you can, and then fill the remaining space by stretching? It could be either. This and that podcast is, is yeah. so educational right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the right answer in the show. <laughs> well, there's a really nice uh, CSS tricks post. Very, so very at nice this, at this point, I would like to borrow uh, the Fission Scripts voice of God. Oh, that's that's a tricky one. One second. Okay, autofill 
fills the row with as many columns as it can fit. Autofit fits the currently available columns into the space available by expanding them. I think you probably could have Googled that yourself, to be honest. Oh, you know what, what I didn't talk about? I forgot to prepare it, but I have a spreadsheet. The HTTP 203 2019 consensus. What? The, what, what census, is... not consensus. The oh, census. Uh, all right. <laughs> because my, I still don't know what you're talking about. The 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 DMs, the millions oh, yes. of DMs that I got. So it was in at the end of the last show. Yeah. You asked people to DM you with, with curly brace knitting. Curly brace and knitting. And their ASL. And this is how we get stats for the podcast. Yep. Because we can't be bothered doing it the proper way. We made it to the two digits. Hang on, was it two digits base 10? <laughs> no, base two. Base two. <laughs> Go us. Um, we have, I think we, a bit over 40. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's more than I thought. And there was this. very, very many different interpretations of curly brace knitting. Oh. So because you came up with curly brace knitting. Oh, it was team what, effort. What, what kind of scripture did you have in mind when you said this? Oh. Like templating curly brace, knitting curly brace? Curly brace. Yeah, that's a good question. I think I would have literally interpreted it as a single curly... I would have done an opening curly brace, knitting. I would have gone to press send, and then I wouldn't have been able to until I closed that curly brace. <laughs> so there the three major variations. I think the most Roman was like two curly braces with knitting in the middle, yeah, like that's as a probably, templating that, language. That's what I did, yeah. A couple of people did the single curly brace... Knitting. Opening and just knitting. Is Some people a... spelled out the word curly brace and put the word knitting behind it. Right. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. That, no, they're all acceptable. It's is there an emoji acceptable. for knitting? We there's have an emoji a... for knitting, isn't there? Marika would know. She's on yeah, here. Yeah, why don't we have her on the show? She's off in New York again, living. Yeah. Working on her weird black and white tiles. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a good variety of nationalities, from what I can tell. That's so good. Russia, Scandinavia, all over the place. Not a single woman. <laughs> Oh, my God. We need to do better. Oh, no. Oh, right. Well, okay. Hey, dudes. Uh, welcome. <laughs> welcome. welcome uh, in, in our defense, uh, it only tells us that none of the women participated in the census. Oh, that could be true. So, of course, we have a perfect gender split in our heads. <laughs> in our imagination. In our goals, uh, maybe. Oh, Oh, that's, oh, that's good to hear. That's good to yeah, know. It's a, it's a couple of people listening. We Hello to everyone. Um, so I was talking about holiday that I went on. Oh, yeah. Um, more things happened. Oh, no. Than just the thing. I've just written them down here. I might just rattle through them. Um, I gave my entire family heroin by accident. <laughs> no, do you know what? These are other people's fault, I would say. Um, uh, by, we were in a queue for a, a ride. And... Um, the woman in front of us was not paying attention and there was a gap in front of her. Uh, my dad... Unacceptable. My dad tells us to go forward, but the words he uses, he did a very British, forward ho! And then I had said, Dad, ho means something very different in America. Because <laughs> she gave a very funny look. <laughs> and, and my dad just went bright red. He was like, holy moon. <laughs> it's like, well done, Dad. You're already being uh, sexist it, on holiday. It's, it's a very, very British sense of urgency. Like, the queuing is not being done correctly. We cannot leave a gap. Otherwise, I don't know what happens otherwise, but no. <laughs> and in his head, he was just doing a cheery forward ho. Oh, yeah. But he, he didn't, I wouldn't, I think mainly the problem is he didn't really sell it. So he just kind of said forward ho. <laughs> <laughs> I think he maybe lost confidence in it halfway through. <laughs> Oh, that's the kind um, of thing you're know, going to do a funny thing and halfway through you realize it's actually a bit embarrassing. <laughs> and then... Another thing that happened? And this is this is an interesting one. When... If you... If someone says something to you and you don't understand what they said because you didn't hear it properly, what do you do? <sighs> I hate that. I punch them in the face and run away. Because <laughs> <laughs> the social pressure is too much, right? That's exactly the right thing to so do. It's, the thing is, that is my life. I have this thing called APD, audio processing disorder. Interesting. Which there's so there is. That explains the music you listen to. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) there, there is this this thing called the cocktail party effect, which is the ability of the human mind to separate background noise from speech. Oh, I I might have that. Oh, I uh, I don't know. You have the cocktail party effect because every human has the cocktail party effect. Oh, but I don't. So, in a normal social setting in a bar, 
I will hear the person opposite me making mouth noises. Yes. But I will be unable to decode them as words. Oh, so I, I have, I, I don't, I'm not saying I've got the same thing you have, but I, I have something on that scale of, of like, I, I cannot dif, I struggle with the, any background noise to differentiate the put, like, and I, I hear them. I'll hear something roughly that sounds like it, or sometimes I just I, I'm at a loss for what. It's it's horrible, especially for like after parties at a conference because I'm just like sitting there, and, and that's exactly where I then have to like, sorry, come again, come again, yeah. What? And then and the third time is always the most painful one because if you don't get it after the third time, just pretend it gets awkward. Yeah, and that's where, where the nodding and smiling happens. So I observed my nephew doing exactly the same thing. Um, when we were in America, some slightly different accents that he was not used to. Oh, um, that's cute. Um, I guess he's very northern. Uh, yes, he is. He is a little northern child. and uh, But he hasn't got the hang of the fake laugh. So the, this we're in a, uh, a shop and this guy came oh, up to him. Oh, the strip club. Not this, this, is, <laughs> this is before we went there. And this guy came up to him. And, you know, fair play. The guy had a thick accent. This guy sort of came up. Hey son, you got one of the damn purple damn dairy machines. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my nephew was like, I'm so, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, what?" Like sounding like Harry Potter. Like he went even more British. Uh, like, excuse me, could you, Did could you repeat master that? Give Toby a sock. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the guy repeats himself, but like just verbatim, like, "Hey sir, you got one of them goddamn purple dairy machines," <laughs> and. There was a silence where my nephew was trying to figure out what he said, clearly couldn't, and then he just kind of went, <laughs> and ran away. Solid 10 and, out of 10 social. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do that. That's good. That's how I'm going to do it. And, I'm, and then just run away. Welcome to two or three social advice. <laughs> Oh. oh, just one quick thing about the APD thing. Oh, yeah. Because I talked to a friend about that who is in auditory science, if that is the correct yep. word. It is now. A doc- doctor of sound. Doctor of sound. It's and, in a DJ. And so I told her that one doctor diagnosed this APD with me. And she's like, oh, what tests did he do? This is always done wrong. So she she asked me a couple of questions about how I behave in certain situations in my daily life. And... All of it seemed to like kind of like do I say huh a lot? Yes, I do, and and many people are driven mad by that fact. Huh? And then she said, "Oh, have I asked you about the toothbrush yet?" And I was like, "Oh my god, are you talking about electric toothbrushes? Because I hate them; they make my spine crawl." And she's like, "Yep, you have APD." <laughs> Intr- also, it's like the n- nails down chalkboard. Yeah, if I just hear it, if I hear somebody else brushing their teeth with an electric toothbrush, it. I want to run. I wouldn't get out of my skin. It's the most horrible sound I've ever had, ever huh. heard, even. But yeah, I found it really interesting That's, that she like know. listed these things, and all of them were just like. I probably don't have the thing then. I think I just so when whenever someone describes one of these things, and like dyslexia, uh, like the thing you just said that I've not can't even remember the acronym. Um, APD. APD. Um, I kind of I always often think like, oh yeah, that sounds like I do that. But I'm always afraid to get the test because I know there's a ninety percent chance I'm just going to come back and go. No, you're just rubbish. <laughs> you're just crap at stuff. Yeah, right, you just uh, can't type. Can't type. Can't hear. It's just rubbish. You're just not concentrating hard enough on be any better. of it. Just yeah. be better. Just try harder. And like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I can take hearing that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're getting really good at these separations between a story and the next thing like I, I know of a podcast that have a little sting in the middle like a little like you know a little ditty uh, we, we never had a, a jingle for a section change no I don't think I think we just carry on as it is now it's just like rubbish I have one well let, let's make it a short topic then that's easy so that's a topic that uh was on fission uh, yeah fission scripts fission scripts oh so I this probably. is this is the copy one cool yeah so because I was thinking how I need to get better at remembering the things that I actually need to do. Like, this is a to-do list question. Like, yes. how do I do to-do lists? How do how do I do to-do? <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> See, that's the issue with wearing headphones where you hear your own voice. You're just like, ooh, how to do, how, do, how do, do I do to do today? <laughs> so, so and, come on then. And honestly, I was wondering, like, what what do you do? Because what, what I do is like... No, I, I fail badly. I, I, had this, I have a service that I really like, Follow Up Then, which basically allows you... Well, it was a great feature until Gmail shipped it, which is basically snoozing emails. You forward an email oh. to them, for example, at 15 minutes at followupthen.com, and they will send you the email back in 15 minutes. And you can do dates, and you can do, like, two weeks. I just, I think a couple months ago, I got an email that I snoozed four years ago. <laughs> but you get to get, get your vaccines refreshed. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. It worked. That is pretty and, good. And, and by a web service lasting for four years, sets a record. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what is nice about that approach is it kind of integrates with your inbox which means your inbox is now also to do this, which often is actually fairly accurate, at least in a work context, because if somebody wants something from you, they send you an email, and now you have they push something onto your to-do list. <laughs> and so it kind of it kind of integrates quite well with the inbox zero concept. Not that I am ever at inbox zero. I'm usually hovering around like an inbox 13. Uh, I hover around 13,000. I, I give up. You know I.O. this year. You were there when I just cleared out all my emails and went, now nah, I'm going to keep control of my emails. That lasted a month. No, I'm, and it's I'm, out of control I'm always again. at, like, when I go on holiday, I come back and I have, like, inbox 100. But then I get down to, like, 13 or something. Um, it work, it works well it. for me, but I think every person is different here, isn't, isn't I, it? I can't cope with it. I wish I could because it stresses me out, but I, I, I can never keep long, on top of it. And a long time ago, I, I read this book that I think is somewhat famous now, Getting Things Done. Yes. Um which they actually say, like, put everything you ever want to achieve in your life on your to-do list. Like, short-term plans, medium-term plans, long-term plans. Like, if you want to become a pilot, put it on the list. And, like, that doesn't quite work for me. Yeah. Um, I, I just get... Uh, it stresses me out. So, Long yeah. to-do list. Do you have yeah. a to-do list at all? So, like, in, internally at Google, we've got this thing called Snippets. We have Snippets. Um, which is basically a little work diary. Um, I mean, really, it's a text area. It is just a text a area. Weekly, a weekly refreshed text area. Every week you get a new one. And it auto emails, like when the weekends and you've hit save, it will email it out to the team and it's kind of your way of saying, here's the things I did. Last week, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Ironically, that email gets sent on a Tuesday. Is that right? Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I, that's kind of fine, actually, because it, it sometimes takes me till the Monday to save the previous week's thing to go, well, that week's done, so I can hit save now. Oh. Um, I, in fact, I very rarely hit save these days because I use it mostly as... There's two things I really like snippets for. One is I put my to-dos in there. Mm. Um, so everybody gets your to-dos in an email? No, I week. copy them from one to the... I copy it from oh. the previous one into the next one. Uh, and then... Uh, so that's how that works. But I actually really like snippets for... Uh, well, you know, every half a year or I can't remember even what the, the cadence is but we have to justify our existence right we have yeah. to do an employee review look back what have we actually done yes and I I am filled with dread the weeks before that happens because I just think like I did nothing this like six and then months you look at your snippets and you think oh I actually did nothing yeah I, I, well no, <laughs> no I, I not, and so far have been pleasantly surprised I go back and go oh yeah I did that thing oh, yeah. oh, that's good. oh I released that uh, like I released a new version of the uh, IDB library was one of the things that I'd forgotten I did and I actually went onto the NPM stats and fine we'll put a link in the show notes yeah so there's a link there now and uh, but usage of it has skyrocketed and I'd never noticed oh. um, I guess it's probably just used by some one library that's really popular and then that counts Fred for all yeah, something like that um, but that that was yeah it was it was a, a work diary so I guess yeah right, I mean yeah. That, that is true I use it as well, as well and I like being able to go back and just accumulate the things that I've done and then just say like these are the, the important things that I did Yeah, but that doesn't really help me keep track of what I need to do hmm. in the months to come right like how like I already struggle with the fact that I have things I want to do in my private life like oh I need to order I need to buy new body wash for myself or uh, I use Google Keep for that like me and Jen have a uh, Jen's my other half we have this we have a shared keep list um, oh. we have some things that are uh, because you can do nested lists, so there's there's stuff assigned to me, stuff assigned to her. So you build Trello a, with Google Keep. Yeah, there's a backlog, and then there's a shopping <laughs> list, uh, a separate shopping yes, one. Yes, so. I've been trying to convince my other half to put things in a digital shopping list, but sadly, my partner is seriously, not seriously technophobic, but if there's a way to do it without technology, she will. That's a better, uh, fair enough. I mean, there's a lot of 
positives to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, it's not necessarily a bad trait. I, we balance yeah. each other out in that regard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I say I'm the opposite. I try and do everything technology, and that's why no one else except James me can turn on my TV. Like a, a book calendar thing. A book calendar thing? No, that's... Oh, oh. No. That's just a big no for me. Jen had a used, used to have like a, a, a file binder. I mean, she used to work at Staples, so like she was well, went to the station. <laughs> so she didn't have to pay for it. So well, she got a staff discount definitely. But yeah, she had a a, a big a big old school like file effects style thing. Um, uh, she she stopped that now since she stopped working at Staples. Should we move on to something else before this podcast just turns into like us complaining about our other halves? Like you've already identified that it's just only guys listening. If there's any women listening now, they put off like oh, there's a couple of guys complaining about their girlfriends. <laughs> How diverse this is. <laughs> and the other thing is she leaves the toilet seat down. <laughs> so. I mean, speak, I can tell you the urinal story. I think people yeah, who are think, still around have deserved a good... I think it's, I think it's time, time it's for the urinal good, story. It's a good one. No, I'm, I'm well excited about it. <laughs> you better deliver. So, Just add, uh, I want embellish you to add suspense, it. embellish it. Yeah, yeah. Go so for it. I was at a mini golf, or as the Brits apparently call it, crazy golf. Yep. Crazy. It's mad. <laughs> Anything could happen, but it's probably going to be golf. small golf. Yeah. <laughs> um, went to the bathroom, and there was a dude next to me who, again, at the urinal, finished up. Thought, but he's there with a club. He's trying to, <laughs> he's trying to get the ball into the urinal. I was like, mate, this isn't, this is, <laughs> this isn't a theme with course. With a urinal cake, just like, whee! Yeah. Yeah, this is just the actual toilet. And then he's, well, actually, you're wrong. But he reveals it and there's like loads of people standing there. And now you're the odd one because you're weeing into the <laughs> into the golf hole. That what, is what's not the golf what hole the... called? <laughs> what's the golf hole called? I don't know. Right. Like the, 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 the golf hole. Golf, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, When he finished up, he just walked to the, to the sink. Yeah. And there were like motion activated and so he waved his hand under the sink so that the water would start yeah and he walked over to the hand dryer he waved his hand so the hand dryer went on and then he left the room wait so no air or water touched his hand nope he just activated both and left <laughs> and so i was like why would you do that and so i'm wondering if like maybe his partner so was outside and she knows he doesn't wash his hands and she now she's like checking up on him back in. <laughs> and so he faked better have washed your hands <laughs> Do you not hear the the thing going off? Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, he's done everything you need to wash your hands. Might as well at that point, uh, like unless you like hate. I mean, but if you not washing your hands, I think is kind of unacceptable. Let's be real; I, I, it, it's very unsanitary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if for some reason you don't want to wash your hands, why bother turning? Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's the middle ground that he's taken that just seems to be the worst of... <laughs> I sure got I mean, will. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take enough time to activate the things. And, like, yeah. I, I, no, I don't understand that. I have no I have no answer for you other than that, you know, someone is listening in. <laughs> Which is also quite creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, okay, that's... Yeah, that's very weird. Um, I... You know, all of my stories are from the holiday recently because that's when I did stuff. But I uh, <laughs> otherwise you just sit at home in a coma, pretty much. Yeah, staring at a wall, watching Netflix. But the um, the toilet humor thing, I just like to point out, it's not my fault. Like my family are all exactly the same. <laughs> uh, so I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you two examples. Um, uh, one, I, like I mentioned before, that my nephew's fussy eater. Um, he asked his mum, my sister. For uh, sorry, can I have a pack of crisps? Because that's the other thing he'll eat. He'll eat pizza and chips. Chip. Yeah, pizza uh, chips for uh, American uh, listeners. For our American listeners. Um, and so my my sister, you know, she's got a similar sense of humor to me, but also wanted him to not eat crisps. So she walked over to the the, the store, like fake walked over, fake looking, and came back and went, "Oh, I'm sorry, they only have uh, poo bum or egg flavor <laughs> crisps." Um, and I oh, take you over with egg. He, oh, he he hates egg. He hates oh. he hates egg to the point where the question that came back, he thought about it and went, "What's bum flavor like?" <laughs> <laughs> That's how much he hates egg, <laughs> and how much he likes crisps. He's, he, I thought that's that's lovely. That's lovely. Um, and, and the other the other thing was um, one morning, 
Um, we were getting ready to, to, to head out, and he came up to me and said, Uncle Jake, because I'm Uncle Jake, right? Are you cool, Uncle Jake? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he already told me that... Um, that my music taste was terrible, and yeah, he, he likes that I'm on YouTube. That's that's kid credit. That that's nice. That's kid gold. Like being on YouTube. Um, uh, <laughs> but he said, "Say, so, Jake, this morning, I did a poo like a battery." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't, I don't know what that is. What? Oh, more like a whole pack of batteries." <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. I know the imagery now. <laughs> So, it's a family thing. It's not just me. So, I mean, maybe some. Basically, you're, you're rejecting all responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not me. It's my upbringing. But um, do, do you have only? Ah, oh, you talked about your sister and your nephew. But what about your parents? Oh yeah. All right. Here's another story. <laughs> we, yeah, we really should have ended by now. But you're getting another one. This is not from the holiday. This is an older story. Um, so. Uh, this is this is from a few years ago. Um, I say my nephew's nine, but back then uh, he wasn't. Um, Funny how time works. Time worked linearly. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, even backwards. So we're, we're on a walk, and uh, my my dad said to uh, uh, I, I feel like I, I I don't know if I've accidentally named my nephew. I feel like I shouldn't, so I'm going to call him um, Stephen. <laughs> So, you know, my dad, my dad went, Stephen, can you hear that? And Stephen sort of looks around and he's like, no, no, I can't. And my dad's like, listen harder. And then my dad just cracks an almighty fart. <laughs> just goes, Burp! like, it's the hugest, like, most tremendous fart I'd ever heard. Stephen cracks up because farts are funny. They're really funny. And uh, and we all thought it was great. And then you know, to the point where Stephen's like, again, 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 again. And my dad's like, no, son, you're going, you're going to have to, if you want another one, you're going to have to do it yourself. Um, this seems like bad advice. Ten minutes later, Stephen sh** himself. <laughs> and my sister's like, oh, are you trying to copy granddad? Stupid granddad. So no, I'm saying it's the whole. It's a family thing. It's a family thing. <laughs> Absolutely a that, family thing. That's something to be proud of. Absolutely, a family brand. <laughs> <laughs> that's on our coat of arms. It's just. It's just a, Wait, the, what the is poo, on your coat of <laughs> poo emoji? And then someone laughing because and a toilet <laughs> and someone laughing again. Oh, you're dragging me down with you. <laughs> <laughs> we should stop. That, what a great time to end this podcast. Is there a code you want people to send you this time? Or is the census complete? Do we have a discount code or something? It's a free podcast. Yeah, but you can still get a discount. 20% off. <laughs> that is true. So, um, yeah. If you send Jake a DM with... Summer 20. Summer 20. <laughs> get 20% off this podcast. I, I will actually send you a file with just 20% of it missing. <laughs> Not the end either. It's just going to be random bits. <laughs> random individual samples. Yep. Yep. Exactly. What that sound? It's, it's going to be rearranged as well. So it could be anything, really. Oh, is this again? Oh, you know what we should do? We should get the podcast recordings and like, get individual words and see if we can make ourselves say things we have never said while sounding realistic. Oh, like just make a mock-up, Jane, of, of the yes. next three episodes. It would mean we could probably get more podcasts out. <laughs> Because we're not we're not hitting the targets, are we? No, so, no, we're not. People are yeah. getting upset, and honestly, fishing scripts are already doing better with four episodes than we've ever had. Some someone DM'd me and offered me money in exchange for tweeting about a conference. First time that's happened. How's that relevant? Because uh, discount code. Because I, oh. I, I had to use a special discount code. It was a discount code, and I would get oh yeah, I'd get I I'd get ten pounds for every person who used the discount code. Tom to go away. I mean. <laughs> Like, it's such a, and it, especially because was it a good conference? No, because it's a conference I've spoken at before, and Ooh. I didn't like it. I thought, that, yeah, I didn't think they were very good. So, not only not only did I not enjoy it, and then you no, know, they didn't remember that I'd that I'd spoken there before either. So it was just, uh, yeah, someone. Look at you, showing. influencer, influencer now, yeah, influencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I caught influencer. 
I mean, and now what I you can post on Twitter is pretty much verbal diarrhea. Sneeze out <laughs> terrible tweets for money. So look out for that in case I need the money. I'll be <coughs> tweeting about all kinds of conferences and, and stuff with discount codes. I want to see that happen. Uh, you know, at least this is a better note to end on. Yes, it is. It is slightly it? better. And remember our catchphrase. Happy next time. Happy next time. Happy next time.